another evening edition of It's Almost the Weekend. Another evening edition. This is the video game podcast. Mm. Where I think is that the first time we've ever said that this is a video game podcast? I'm not sure. I have no memory of the things we speak Anything of. We've ever it's, said, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've only ever introduced ourselves in the first episode. Yeah, you know, you, you were like, I'm Darry, and I was like, I'm Joe. And then you just <laughs> assumed everyone knows from there on out. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's almost the weekend canon. You know, you, you have to listen to every single episode. <laughs> no, don't. Know. Don't, don't <laughs> listen to those first ones. Trust me. If, you, if you're starting with us here, just uh, barrel on forward. Don't, don't look back. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, they're not good. Oh, look, they're fine. They're fine. They're what you would expect two people who've never recorded their voice before, you know, like a formal setting, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that positivity. Let's uh, let's take that positivity with us through this episode. Totally, totally. Um, so, dude, how are you doing and what have you been playing and what's all, uh, what's going on? Yeah, man, um, I've been all right. I am in Melbourne. I'm living that bohemian Melbourne life. I, yeah. Uh, I went to the footy over the weekend and that was just an incredible experience. Um, I really, I really loved the footy. It like kept me alive through the winter last year. And um, just because of my health, it's not been something I have been kind of thinking I'll be able to do anytime soon, but like a bunch of buddies just kind of got me in and out of the stadium like it yep. was surgical you know like <laughs> the fewest amount of steps like they drove the car as close as, as they could get and yeah they were they were really lovely and supportive and i had an amazing time it was awesome yeah nice that's cool and you went to see your beloved d's i did i went and it was a, it was a uh heart stopper of a game yeah i was like there's this image of me that that someone took and i'm like leaning forward literally chewing <laughs> my nails like, really really uh yeah yeah it was you yeah know, a, a, a one gold margin by the end so uh wow. it uh, definitely tested the limits of my anxiety yeah <laughs> <laughs> straight back into melbourne goes straight to the most high intensity place in the city i know it was like sold out to a hundred thousand tickets so mm. like yeah it was um but you know i felt i felt great i felt great during i felt well you know as good as you can feel like i'm still pretty fucking sick but like i was there you know i was there yeah. and i was like distracted from my own body and that, uh, yeah, that, that that's a great feeling yeah that is a great feeling um and speaking of being distracted from your own body what else have you, have you been playing any video games yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I've, I've, no no i have i'm just already throwing the positivity right out the window oh no uh, I've, I've been playing um uh the first star wars game that respawn did oh fallen order fallen order yeah yeah and um yeah, it's not great. It's mm. not great. Um, maybe... No, I've got some good things to say about this game. Um, the soundtrack is awesome. Like, something that I've has really impressed me by modern Star Wars games is how much they sound like Star Wars. Right. Like, all the lightsabers and the stormtrooper pistols, like, all that shit is straight out of the movies and it just sounds fantastic. And, like, that gives me a real good vibe. Um, and that's like it, where the good vibes end. <laughs> that's where the good vibes end. No, it looks really good um, uh, when you're not playing it. Like the <laughs> the, the cutscenes look really good. Oh, dude, this this game is a bit of a train wreck. And, oh no! Um, friend of the pod, Twilight Priest, um, lent me a copy, and you yeah. know he 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 gave me a heads up. He was like, "Look, it's not the best thing ever, but it's a bit of fun, and it's a Star Wars game." Yeah. But um, it's basically. 3d moon scars like it's it's quite it's quite bad and it's very glitchy like oh no it's obscenely glitchy (laughs) yeah like enemies flying around like yeah we we, i I haven't played a game this glitchy in a really long time um yeah yeah just weird physics and like they've gone for that um you know they've, they've basically just copied 
every AAA game that came before it. And they've, they've tried to do that premium, um, like Uncharted, you know, there's climbing sections and there's sections where you run up and it turns into a cutscene. But all the animations are, are, are pretty average to bad. And, right. and so you just clip around these levels and whenever a cutscene loads, like you freeze and jitter and like, it's just Whoa. like, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a very good video game. I think it's more of like how, how much can you forgive to just hang out in the Star Wars universe? Yeah, right. Um, so, um trying to be really forgiving but it's pretty bad <laughs> so i don't know i don't know if i can push through there was a recent announcement for an ubisoft star wars game did you see that yeah i i mean we we saw our beloved friend the twilight priest the mm. other day and he mentioned it um but i have i haven't seen anything about it so it's called star wars outlaws and mm. um it's not like a lightsaber slinging. It's a pistol slinging, you know? Like, you're doing more of a... Um, what's his name? The bounty, roguish man. Bounty hunter lad? Nah, is he a bounty hunter? He's the one who travels around with um, the Wookiee. Oh, Mando. Mandalorian? The? Nah, not the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bo- Boba Fett? You talking about no, Boba Fett? No, no. He's like, uh, he's played by the guy who's Indiana Jones. Oh, my God, my brain. Han Solo? Han Solo. It's more of a Han Solo vibe. <laughs> we we suck at talking about Star Wars. Let the record oh, show wow. how bad we are at talking about Star Wars. Oh, bro. That was mean. Twilight um, Priest head in hands, yeah, probably just, openly weeping right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I thought they knew. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Han Solo. It's got big Han Solo vibes. Um, right. It's got like an open world thing where you can like... The gameplay was kind of weird that they showed in the trailer. It looked quite like rehearsed or like pre-ordained in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of like you know, swing the camera over here to see this thing happen. And, whoa, you know, we know where the enemy's going to be. And, like, a bunch of systems that feel like they're kind of knit together specifically for the purposes of the trailer. Oh, sure. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. But they did a cool thing where they were, like, escaping for, from some bad deal on the surface of some planet somewhere, jumped in their, their spaceship and flew No Man's Sky style out oh. of the atmosphere and into outer space, into a mm. space battle. Mm, cool and that was pretty slick yeah that's um yeah that's a real kind of boon to sci-fi adventure games right that like Mm. feeling of getting in a spaceship and actually controlling yourself leave the planet yeah it's cool even in all the big iconic sci-fi video games like mass effect and stuff you don't get to do a lot of that kind of thing and that's just like a little bit of a little bit of immersion for the soul i really like it yeah i think no man's sky really ran so that this game could potentially walk you know like i think they did a lot of it, it's clear that they're like lifting a lot of the same um like ideas and stuff from the way that no man's sky did did that aspect of like you know run around on the surface jump in your ship and fly away to another planet thing right yeah um, yep 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 but Still, it look, does look like its own thing, and I'm, you know, I don't know if it's it's Ubisoft, right? So who knows what we're gonna get? Um, I mean, I look forward to the donkey video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what else have you been playing? Um, I have been playing a bit more of that Fear and Hunger. Mm, back into the dungeons of Fear and Hunger. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I was actually writing some notes today, and I'm very excited for next week's yeah, episode totally we're going to do an in-person episode most likely if everything yeah. goes according to plan yeah yeah the in-person game club episode love that shit yeah that did was that our first in-person episode in the game I, club as well yeah it was. I, I think we did yeah sayonara sayonara wild hearts yeah 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 um so yeah i wrote a few more notes as well this week we'll get together read our notebooks no it's going to be more interesting than that i promise yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully it's more interesting than that um, yeah uh, so yeah that's uh that's what i've been up to what about you what's going on 
Um, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot, eh? Just had the long weekend. Um, caught up with you to go see Spider-Man, which was, which was pretty cool. See yeah. Spider-Man for the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a cool movie. Um, I think, like, one watch is prob- would have probably done me. Like, I don't think I needed to see it a second time. Um, but yeah. it was still very enjoyable to see it a second time. It's, yeah, the, while it's happening, it's so much fun. Um, yeah. I was so soured by the ending, though. And no, <laughs> no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yes, We're not going to yes. spoil anything. Um, no. But this, this movie is very much part of a trilogy. This is, this is like, um, like in the Two Towers, right? You got the Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm. You, you got uh, Theod and King, like, retreating into the keep, and then Aragorn's like let's ride you know you're the king of rohan you're obsessed with horse stuff let's like ride out and then it like cuts and shows gandalf like with his buddies on his way and Mm. then the credits roll that's like that's what this movie did there was like not (laughs) a lot of closure within the film itself yeah and like i'm no stranger to trilogies but i thought it was like pretty bold pretty rough yeah like yeah man like the main character was literally like charging up a move when (laughs) when the credits rolled i was i couldn't believe it and it is like it is kind of a testament to how good it was up until that point because i was enjoying it so much you know i was like ready for more even though it's you know two and two and a half hours or however long the movie is Mm. um but yeah i would i would honestly like not recommend it i would say just wait a couple of years and wow. then like and then watch them when watch they're them together when they're all out because like yeah. yeah it was it felt that i don't know if that's ever happened to me or if it has happened it's been a long time where like i've walked out of a movie i really enjoyed being like that sucks <laughs> yeah. you know? being like that's that's uh, i don't i don't feel great about that yeah yeah quite yeah i i agree um i mean i i didn't have like a that sucks feeling i had a like damn it (laughs) like uh not such a weird feeling to describe but yeah i i do wish that they'd maybe done a little bit extra just at the end there just to maybe just resolve one or two of the things Mm. um Mm. right like they don't have to resolve everything because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts and Mm. like narratively they handled that stuff really well it was like really exciting and intriguing um but yeah just like a complete lack of closure i was like oh man all right i guess you guys are gonna make a lot of money (laughs) you know like that's uh yeah yeah anyway it's it's marvel you know like what do we expect at this point yeah, yeah, um, I suppose so. Yeah, it it sort of felt like, you know, in like TV shows like Game of Thrones where they do like three episodes of setup, and it's like not the most exciting television or whatever, mm. but you know that something's coming as a result. Mm. Kind of felt like a movie full of setup that was yeah. still enjoyable and a good movie, but it just was like, yeah, nothing really got super resolved. Yeah, yeah, hard agree. Um. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but no, I've been playing... I played a little bit of that Fear and Hunger last night. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like every week it's just an exercise in me trying to tease one more skerrick of information out of you while we talk about Fear and Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> and it never happens, which I enjoy. Um, uh, I played a little bit of uh, Death Stranding, which was oh, pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and... So yeah, that was pretty. Sh- that was pretty slick, and uh, I also got uh, Street Fighter Six. Oh, I've heard. Um, I've heard really good things about it. How are you finding? Yeah, dude, I haven't gotten to play it yet. <laughs> I bought oh, it. Oh no! And I've been like, you know, I'll finish something up, and then it's time for dinner, and then it's like, oh. Whatever something happens, I was like, oh, last night I have a chance to play some games, but I ended up playing Fear and Hunger because I don't have that much time to finish that game before we do the pod because I'm mm. going to be away. And so mm-hmm. it's like I could play Street Fighter or I could play Fear and Hunger, and I opted for Fear and Hunger. But I did the character creator in Street Fighter Six, and I, I didn't make a monster, though I do want to go back and try and make a horrible, lumpy man. <laughs> I've, I've seen some screenshots. There's some, there's some cooked characters out there. 
Yeah. Have you seen? Yeah, you've seen some of the lumpy guys, real <laughs> muscly lumpy people, lumpy lads and lasses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really pumped for that. And I keen to. There's someone at the office who's like Street Fighter sweat. So you know, he's like, he's, I think he used to be like, I don't know what what how they rank them in Australia or Victoria, or whatever, whatever. But he was up there. Right. Is this the dude you played Guilty Gear with? Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah, I think Guilty Gear was kind of his like side game, but his main game is Street Fighter. Mm, I think, or maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. Mm, I bet he's having a great time right now. Yeah, yeah, he's just got a puppy as well, and so it's like, oh Jesus, um, stuck at home with the puppy. It's sleeping half the day. While it's sleeping, he's getting in like Street Fighter games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. I think that's what I've been playing. I feel like there was one other thing, but ah, fuck it. I can't remember. It's all right. Let's uh, let's barrel forward into the uh, it's almost the weekend chicken newsroom. The chicken newsroom. Um, so I got <laughs> I got some news here this week. Okay, great. That's a that's a patent pending, by the way. That's that name hasn't been confirmed. We may change that name. Chicken newsroom. I'm sure we can do better than that. <laughs> If, if there's any fan artists out there that have the time and feel like doing something like this, I would love to see like a KFC style like checkout window with both me and Darian like <laughs> hanging out the window, just like flinging wings at cars as they drive. I think that would be quite the picture. Uh, that would be amazing. And if you don't know what we look like, you'll just have to base it on our voices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could just show the wings flying out of the window and put like some text bubbles with something that we've said from the podcast. Coming out <laughs> oh, the window. No, don't hold what we've said against us. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of stuff has happened this week with summer games fest. Uh, a bunch of studios and publishers have done like their own, you know, um, press conferences. Uh, it's sort of a replacement for E3 week kind of thing that happened this week. So there's lots of, lots of different announcements. So I've kind of picked a couple Mm. Uh, I picked one that I want to go through and then just go like a hot potato round through the remainders. Oh, yeah, um, The one that I was kind of keen on, though, which is, um, I don't know, maybe you're keen to hear this too because you're a CD Projekt Red stand from The Witcher days, but <laughs> the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is a DLC for Cyberpunk. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a free DLC. And they're, be- they're basically like redone a whole bunch of stuff in that game. I'm just going to list off a few things. Mm. Um, they've completely redone perks and skills, completely rebuilt, rebuilt, oh wow, completely rebuilt enemy and friendly AI, mm-hmm. new cyberware system with a new capacity on how much you can handle without turning into a cyber psycho, which is so cool. <laughs> Uh, new vehicle combat, new police system. Previously, the police, like the stars would go up, but it wouldn't really change that much. Now it's like when you get five stars, the like big, you know, basically the SWAT descends upon you in their like super mm. super flying cars and takes you out. Mm-hmm. Um, new weaponized vehicles. You can use your katana on a motorcycle now, which is pretty cool. Oh, I mean, um, the classic. Yeah. Uh, vehicles are now bought through a website rather than from fixes, car chases, UI, UX, completely redone, new courier missions. You can hack cars to steal them, dynamic faction fights in the open world, redone loot and difficulty, new enemy variety. Uh, one developer even remarked, I wish this was the version of the game we shipped at launch. Um, right, right. So it's been a while now between when Cyberpunk first came out and when I played it again sort of more recently with the Edge Runners anime that came out that sort of got me interested in the game again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and I, I noticed a whole heap of changes when I played and it just like felt way more stable and less glitchy and just better mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think if you were waiting for a time to go in and play Cyberpunk 2077 the update that's coming for it is, or the DLC, the Phantom Liberty update, looks like the the, the jumping in grounds. Right. Um, seems okay. as though, yeah, they've, they've really done a lot to service this game and make it, make it, yeah, what they originally thought it would be. Right, cool. Yeah, well, man, I just, I love the genre so much. So, like, mm-hmm. if, if it got to a point where it was playable on a console that I own, I am, I'm all about it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, wait, you have an Xbox, right? You have Xbox? 
Yeah, I've got like a Series S, which is oh. like the the current gen mini. So not not as powerful as like the the you know PS5 equivalent, which is right. the Xbox Series X. But I've got like the mini version, um, right, and it's right. like run every current gen game that I've played on it flawlessly. Yeah. Um, right. But it just yeah it it just sounds like uh, Cyberpunk hasn't been stable for the longest time. Um, and so, yeah, I just, you know, me with glitches, man, like if a game is a little bit glitchy, I see a lot of glitches and if yeah, yeah. a game is a lot glitchy, I'm just gonna like fucking run it into the ground. And like, I'm not trying, I'm just trying to live my life out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, for whatever reason, I'm just cursed to glitch the hell out of anything that is prone to that kind of stuff. You are the glitch finder. Nary the glitch finder. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Yes, so that's the first piece of news, which I thought was pretty cool. If you haven't seen Edge Runners, go watch Edge Runners. That is a really flippin' sick anime. Mm, yeah. Um, the next piece of news. The Federal Trade Commission slash FTC has filed a complaint seeking temporary restraining order and injunction to prevent Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard. Oh, so more news on this. More news. There's been a development. Oh my God. Um, the FTC originally challenged Microsoft's proposed acquisition in December and is concerned that Microsoft may attempt to close the deal despite the regulatory block in the UK, which is what last time we mentioned the story. I think that was your piece of news that you brought was that the UK right. stepped in and was like, nah, dude, this is, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just going back and forth for a while with like letters and getting kind of... Um, you know, even America, like Bernie Sanders was stepping up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it, it did seem like they weren't going to land in the UK. So they're they're thinking of just barreling ahead and buying Blizzard and that will be effective everywhere except the UK? Uh, I think it will be effective everywhere, but I'm not sure. This news that I've got here doesn't doesn't really go into it. Um up next, it says the European regulators have already approved the deal. Um, the huh. US judge will decide on issuing a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction with an evidentiary hearing scheduled for August 2nd. If the injunction is unsuccessful, Microsoft is eager to fast track the FTC case and believes it will bring more choice in competition, competition market, as they always say. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, Wow, I guess that... they're sort of yeah throwing up the guardrails a little bit, the FTC, and just being like, hey, slow down, slow down. But it looks like, yeah, Microsoft is just going for it. Mm, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch unfurl. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, Blizzard is really a precious IP producer like it used to be, you know, kind of like yeah. Bethesda. It's, it's happened a little bit later to Blizzard, you know, Bethesda's been shit for quite some time now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if Microsoft buy Blizzard, yeah, I, I think if, if you play the latest AAA games constantly, then that might be upsetting. But for the most part, I think you're just going to miss out on, like, Diablo 5 and Overwatch 3 and, like, yeah. Yeah, it's I, not like the, yeah, yeah. There doesn't seem to be too much by way of like new IPs or like remixing of existing ideas in IPs. It's just like exactly you know, like yeah, like Riot is making like a fighting game that features its its um characters and like a they made like a Hades style two D side scroller game featuring really? their characters as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So yeah, Riot seems to be interested in that, but Blizz seems to be just like yeah, have another Diablo, you cucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah final piece of news i'm just going to barrel through the everything that was shown at the xbox big summer showcase it was a bunch of stuff all right i'll 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 zip these lips up feel free to open those lips right up again um, (laughs) (laughs) because you might want to jump in on some of this um, okay voice your opinion just so that this you know the, the news has only been a little, a little one. All right. So the first piece, uh, sorry, the first announcement was uh, Fable got a little bit of a gameplay in a cinematic trailer featuring oh. uh, Richard Ayoade. I can't, can't even pronounce his last name, but the guy from the IT crowd, Moss. Ayoade, yeah. Ayoade, yeah, that's it. Um, th- so this is the only trailer I've seen 
And oh. I and I think it's because the YouTube algorithm is like, hey, you like actors? What about mm. this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I lo- I thought it was a great trailer. I saw the title of the video before I clicked, but had I yeah. not known it was a Fable game, I would have been like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, a Richard Ayoade in a fantasy land and they reckon that's in-game footage? Like, hell yeah. Um, yeah, really impressed with that trailer. And... Honestly, it doesn't take a lot to impress me with video game trailers because most of them are terrible. Yeah. But this was good. Short, sweet, funny, to the point, well-paced. Did It didn't like show that much gameplay or anything, but mm. if Fable are going to lean hard into like a classic fantasy setting, like I'm interested. I'm, you know, my interest is peaked. Yeah. Um, did you play any of the Fable games back in the day? <laughs> yeah dude um, we played them together didn't we Probably. yeah they took over like i mean i played fable one when it came out but right. fable two and three took over our house for like yeah, that's right. a long time we st- we still i still say ah the perfect pouring like yes I, I, that's right oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um and you know fable two and three were kind of great and fable one is just 100 percent nostalgia so like I don't know if those games are good anymore, but you know that's okay. They can they can reboot. It's probably not the same people making them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Mr. Molyneux is involved with this company anymore, so that's probably for the best. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, next, we got uh, South of Midnight. Sorry, South of Midnight. The Ooh. studio behind behind We Happy Few and Contrast has revealed its next game, South of Midnight, in the CG trailer. We've got an undead-like guitar player interrupted by a woman looking look, a woman looking for a big old monster. Sort of got a little bit of Bayou, you know, like old classy bluesy. He looked mm-hmm. a little bit like a you know muddy waters style character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the animation was beautiful in the trailer, but there was no gameplay or anything and no date, just an announcement. Right. Right. Well, um, I've I've only heard of those two games, We Happy Few, and that game looked atrocious. So yeah, yeah. We Happy Few was very confusing to me. I have a copy. It's still in the plastic. I got. I won it in some competition. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll give it away. I don't know. Does no, anyone want that? <laughs> no, nobody wants that. You'd be okay. doing. You'd be doing someone a disservice to give yeah. it to them. <laughs> you can sit in their garage in the plastic. That's very offensive to the people who work on that game. No offense to them. It's an old game now. They probably all moved on with their lives. Um, Star Wars Outlaws. We talked about that. Oh yeah. Uh, Immortals, 33 Immortals, sorry, which is a um, sort of like a top-down looking Hades-style game, but it can be played with 32 other players. Oh, whoa, that sounds wild. Yeah, yeah, the the gameplay looked pretty amazing, like just so many characters on screen all doing their abilities and flying around. It was was pretty cool. Mm, Cool. Um. Uh, where is the rest? Please show me the rest. Payday 3. I don't really care about Payday 3. Avowed. I don't really care about Avowed. <laughs> <laughs> we got a sea of, three, sea of Thieves and Monkey Island crossover. I don't really oh, care. that's cute. Yeah, all right. All right, there's something. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm really interested in Sea of Thieves. I played the tutorial and it seemed cool, but you really need a, a group you need a gang. Yeah. You need a gang. You so, need a squad. Yeah. You need a bunch of pirate friendos. So I'd be interested to get a gang together and give that a crack. Yeah, it's a Game Pass fixture, I think. So mm. yeah, maybe you and I and uh, Twilight Priest can jump on a on a ship together at some point and sail into the sun. Totally. In fact, I'm amazed that hasn't come up yet in our like discussions on what we should play next. Yeah, I mean, you know. We're, we're brain dead half the time we try and make the games today, so. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. My vo- What's going on with the way I'm talking tonight? I'm like, I'm losing it. Uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that was a thing. Mm, got a trailer. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I probably will. I, I loved the last trailer that they did. It was really like cool and cinematic Mm, nice Uh, like a dragon infinite wealth which is a yakuza series game oh sick we love those 
Um, it featured a fully naked um, Ichiban waking up on the beach in what looks like Hawaii, um, which was pretty cool. Nice. Fallout 76 goes to Atlantic City. Uh, what? I don't really know what that's about. Well, how, how are they still working on Fallout 76? No, that's, that's, that's a mirage. That's not real. That's fake news. They can't be. That game was like critically and financially a flop, right? Yeah, it says a whopping 15 million players have apparently played Fallout 76. And good <laughs> yeah, news for, for them, two it's... seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Kunitsu Gami, Path of the Goddess. Capcom's upcoming Path of the Goddess has a bit of a demon problem. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about that one. Forza Motorsports launches this October. Persona 5 Tactica. Got some new Starfield gameplay. Oh, yeah. a, a game this one is actually quite interesting to me it's called Jusant um, and Ooh. it's a rock climbing game oh okay yeah so I think it's got it's got a little bit like journey feelings to it you know like mm. little critters that help you climb and it's all very vertical with like you know little stop offs as you go up the mountain I, right. I like that I like Celeste and so I think this looks like a this is like Celeste on AAA drugs <laughs> yeah okay that's yeah i'd give that a crack yeah um uh, still wakes the deep uh, i don't know what that is oh my god wow there's there were really 12 million announcements weren't there i haven't heard of hardly any of these games yeah i know they really this is why i wanted to f uh, quick fire them right uh, dungeons of hinterberg uh we mentioned cyberpunk 2077 city skyline 2 oh. uh, metaphor refantasio Powerborn, <laughs> Clockwork Revolution. Yeah, at this point, I'm just saying words. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like no, I'm let's just kind of like bail screaming. Out. Yeah, bail, let's bail out. Let's bail. We're, we're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, literally the bottom of the list as well. So there you go. <laughs> That's all the announcements. Uh, I think we talked about the the ones we were interested in and that we thought were interesting. So there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, hype hype is a thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast. I think, you know. Just wait and see. Let's just wait mm. and see what uh, what rises to the surface. Because generally, if you wait after release, it's pretty pretty easy to tell what is worth your time and what isn't. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that actually with Street Fighter Six because I was like, I, I know this game will be cheap, you know, soon. Like right. We don't have to wait that long. Um, so I don't. I, and then I also thought like, oh, the most people that are making the most weird dudes and playing online are probably going to be around right now. So if I want that weird dude experience, then mm. and now is probably the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing, right? Is the the online community when a game mm. first releases, it's uh, depending on the game, it's especially rewarding because no one knows what the hell is going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm keen to report back in next week on some Street Fighter. Hell yeah. Um, well, we've been playing a bit of Grounded here and there, and mm. I've been really enjoying that game, and it got me thinking about day-night cycles in video games. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. That game has one. That's It's got one. Um, it's got a real good one, and I feel like it's it's just like it can make a big difference for me. Like a good day night cycle can really impact the world you're inhabiting. Um, just like real life. Uh, <laughs> winter brings depression uh -huh. and summer brings uh, yep. unbridled <laughs> euphoria. <laughs> as we all know, as the old saying goes. Oh dear. Um, all right, let's get down to business. Are you ready to fucking learn a few things? Because I'm ready. I, I don't went... have a notepad, but I'm ready. <laughs> okay, great. Because I went, I went ham. Um, I went ham. All right, if you're notepadless, then just feel feel free to jive. You know, just jump in. Just jump all right, in. I'm jiving. Um, all right. So like, it was a bit of a challenge to nail down the first game with the day night cycle. Mm. The first popular game to use a day-night cycle was The Legend of Zelda in 1986. Um, it had a big impact on the game world, like it changed oh. enemy behavior, shop availability, and it like impacted certain gameplay events. Um, but we've talked about 
The Legend of Zelda a lot, especially that 1986 one. Like, I feel like it's kind of getting into D&D territory, you know? Yeah. Like, Doom, D&D, and Zelda 1986. Like, we just have these kind of pillars that the rest of video games were built on. I don't uh, know that the that Zelda had a day-night cycle in it. I mean, according to my research, it did. Wow. Um, but Keep, I, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Keep going. No, no, that's fine. Um, it's because we've talked about it so much. I didn't like, you know, when, whenever I talk about these games, I usually go and look at gameplay and stuff. But mm. like, I've seen gameplay of that game so much, and we've talked about it that I didn't, I didn't even go and look. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I confirmed from multiple sources that had wow. that had a day night cycle. So unless I've just like been looking in the wrong place, yeah, uh, I probably just am misremembering. Like that sounds like some shit I would do. Um. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's pivot and talk about Dragon Quest Three in 1988. Um, it utilizes a step system that I'll talk about a little later on, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> anyway, you could uh, sleep at an inn to change the game state from morning to night, night to morning, and you could also mm. cast spells to transition from day to night. Oh. Um, and like it was pretty similar to that first Zelda where it like impacted where you could go and, and what you could do. Um, which I feel like is the, uh, you know, that's like the core of the day night cycle. I feel like a good day night cycle is more than just an aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so they're, they're the, the first popular games where day to night was, was a thing, but the real origin of the day night cycle actually goes back to the early 80s Whoa. so uh in my spelunking i found a racing game called endura and this and this racing game uses a day night cycle and it came out in 1983 wow um, and man just remember 1983 like this is five years after space invaders so like Whoa. they're the kind of graphics that we're talking um, but you basically complete an endurance race and you try to pass as many cars as you can each day. Um, so the, the game ends if you like don't pass a certain amount of cars for that day. Right. Um, and so as you're racing and like the, you know, the, the days are turning to night and that kind of thing, like the background changes you even get sunsets and sunrises, Whoa. like, you know, this this is like a day-night cycle. And and there was a, even like a really cool mechanic where like cars were harder to see at night. Yeah. So so in the day you could see like the outline, you know, that fucking super eight-bit boxy outline <laughs> of a car. Um, yes. but in, in like during the night, it would just be like two red rectangles and they'd oh. have that like vapor wave effect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, the just trail. So, yeah, the trail, the trail. Yeah. Um, and just so fucking cool. Right. Like so early on, like after, you know, a couple of years after space invaders and we got like a day night cycle, day -night cycle. in a racing game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, man, it's so cool like that game was bold as hell right so like it's a i mean we're going off track here but <laughs> well, I, be I i became really interested in dura so like this game doesn't end right so like you just drive and you kind of got a score in that it measures how long you drive for in kilometers right and, and if you hit like you know that that counter goes up to like nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Um, but if you, if you keep going and you go past that, the timer just resets to zero and the game just continues on an infinite loop. Oh. <laughs> like it just goes Holy on shit. and on and on. Also, if you manage to race for five in-game days, right? And I've, I've got a note here that, that means that to do that, you needed to pass 300 cars each day, oh. which yeah. is like, you know, that's like a lot of of cars you're passing and like i watched i watched some gameplay and you might pass like oh how many cars would you pass in a minute maybe like 20 yeah sure. maybe like 20 15 to 20 um but even so that's still that's a lot of days that's a lot of cars 
Um, anyway, if you do that, five in-game days straight, an on-screen trophy pops up. And if you sent a photo of the trophy to Activision, oh, oh yes. yeah, they would send you a patch, as in like a patch for a jacket. And oh, yeah. um, this patch is fucking awesome. I want it so bad. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's this patch and it's got like this sports car driving on a rainbow and it says Roadbusters in capital letters. Oh, oh it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. Um, um, yeah, I was just looking at some of gameplay as well. That is very cool. I, I wasn't expecting it to look the way that it looks. Right? Like, we're talking just a bunch of pixels. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There, there, there's like not many colors on, on the gamut. Yeah for this game and uh, what they've done and like what they do with the day night sunrise stuff it's just fucking awesome yeah you like drive through the snow occasionally like the screen goes <laughs> wide and it's hard to see the cars and yeah the sunset coming in looks really cool the cars are like little spiders you know like they're oh, just yeah. like little, little bugs on the, on the floor yeah but, um that's why i had to say space invaders right because it's yeah. like you know um um describing it and you're imagining it but this is fucking ages ago like this is yeah. not what you're imagining <laughs> it's like totally, a bunch yeah. of blocks that are one color <laughs> yeah and they're like flat up against the floor you know and disappearing into perspective it's very very lo-fi it's actually pretty impressive they managed to like get the impression of turning around a corner to sort of mm. feel that way mm. um, yeah yeah very cool um so yeah Injura, fucking the very first day night cycle game um we also got another game that is technically from 1983 mm. um called ultima 3 exodus have you heard of this game yeah i have heard of ultima actually oh no shit i had not heard of it when i first looked into this um it basically looks and plays like the first final fantasy um but it had a real-time clock that determined, you know, what the day night was. And from my research, I believe this to be the first game with a 24-hour day-night cycle. So oh. it it would read the clock on your computer. Oh, and, hell yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that would determine, like, the in-game time. Um, and so that kind of leads us to different types of day-night cycles because, uh, yeah, some of them get a bit weird. Um, we, we got the, like, you know, the most common one is the time-based cycle, um, which is, like, often sped up, like, in, in the Zelda games. Mm. Um, so, like, with the new Zeldas, it's real easy. One minute is one hour in-game. So, like, mm. you play that, you know, you play Breath of the Wild or the new one for 24 minutes and you get to see, like, a full in-game 24 hours pass. Yep. Um, which is great. I think, I think that honestly feels perfect. Um... Whereas for Ocarina, it was a bit, bit, bit whack. So each in-game day uh, had 12 second hours. So <laughs> uh -huh. the, day, the day lasted 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, but each in-game night, uh, the, the hours only lasted for 6 seconds at night time. Right. So night would only last for a minute and 20 seconds. And so... I, I mean, that just felt con kind of convoluted for no reason. But uh, look, I don't have a lot of experience with Ocarina. Oh, I've got the reason for you right here. Oh, my God. What is it? They, <laughs> so they, there's, they, a, there's a bit of... <laughs> Sorry, they wanted the days to feel long? Is that... Um, so in Ocarina of Time, the, um, the time only ticks forward when you're in the overworld. So running around oh. Hyrule Field, then the time would tick forward. But the moment you stepped into a town, any town or house or whatever, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the time would stop at whatever oh. time that you went into the house for. And it wouldn't progress until you went back outside. Right. Um, and so at night, if you were in Hyrule Field, Zambos, like skeletons, would come out of the floor and attack you. And so oh. the very first time you approach Hyrule Castle, the, the gate goes up. It, like it's, it's designed in such a way where like if you run almost in a straight line you'll get there but if you meander or explore it all by the time you get to the gate um it's going up and the night the night is happening and the zambos are coming out of the floor and it's very stressful and it's that sort of you don't want them fighting for the whole you know 10 minutes or whatever it is during the day you want right. them to have a short little combat experience at night and then the, the 
um, the drawbridge goes back down and they're like, oh, cool, it's daytime again. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool. Man, when, when I was like, you know, because I was just looking at the technical stuff and like, you know, I played that game, but not a whole lot. Uh, and so, yeah, I was like, man, that is such a weird decision. But now you say that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Plus, I think there was a couple of quests that you had to like do within, you know, spans of days and nights and like certain things would happen at night mm. and sometimes it felt like you didn't want to be sitting around waiting even though they gave you a spell or a song at a certain point to like fast forward the day mm, um, right but yeah so it was i think it was in favor of the design but it is it is a little weird that it's like lopsided like that i don't i don't know exactly why they did that apart from that first encounter with the zambos on the coming out of the ground mm. yeah yeah, I mean, just in my personal experience, I've, I've, I, I mean, I don't know if you would notice though. No, you know, I didn't notice. Yeah, because it's like I don't think I've played a lopsided day-night cycle, but yeah, I feel like if you're in it and like it impacts the game as much as like how you're describing, you'd be like, oh, thank God, it's daytime again. You know, yeah, you would... that was the feeling. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, so I mean, shit, I'd call that that a pretty successful day-night cycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah th- those are like the shortened time-based one and then you've got the um the big old honkin real life full 24-hour day night cycle um and so yeah U- ultima 3 exodus is the 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 game with the first one um that i could find and like you know this is 1983 and just mm. like in Zelda 1986, there were like quest lines and enemy behavior changes based on the time of day. Mm. Um, and for 1983, I think that is fucking sick. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember my first game that had that full 24-hour day-night cycle was a Pokemon game, actually. I think it was like Pokemon Black or something. I can't remember. Right, right. Which one was it? But was yeah, it, I remember I, like... Sorry? Was it silver or gold? Because that I think was, it was yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the first Pokemon with a day-night cycle. Was and that was a proper like check the clock. It did the full twenty-four hours, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think like that's the one that resonates with our generation the most, right? Because mm. like it's such a good example of a well-implemented twenty-four hour cycle, like so much changes you know the pokemon you catch and like the towns all turn their lights on and i don't know maybe because we were kids it just like it felt fucking cool to be like roaming around in a town at night (laughs) in a video game that really stuck with me yeah i I distinctly remember like seeing the new pokemon come out at night and being like man now i gotta play this game at night too (laughs) cool it's so cool if i want to catch all the pokemon i have to like make sure i log on at night uh that's awesome yeah gotta get that hoot hoot surely hoot hoot was night only i'm pretty sure it was yeah (laughs) yeah i can't i honestly can't remember um and and so yeah you you know 24 hour um systems are like i i don't know i haven't played that many mmos but i would think that mmos utilize a 24-hour system do you know if wow does that i have no idea yeah. i'm not sure no um, idea would be that... cool if it did yeah i agree i agree that'd be really cool would, um, would it be cool if like you know you could tell who plays the game based you know at what time based on the like you know bleaching of their hair or like the tanness oh my... of their characters like if oh you God. ran into like a squad of blokes who are like all dads who can only play between the hours of like eight and eleven at night, they're all like really pale because they never see any sound. Oh, that would be amazing! You're, you're going, you're going next gen on us with that yeah. one. I, I feel yeah. like if if we're getting to the point where that's a mechanic, that there's so much that comes before that that devs would focus on. No, I want the game to be just about that. It's called <laughs> Catch a Tan. <laughs> oh my god yeah just like maybe like a second life sim but like you know the sun has uh, like all these mechanics tied to it like tanning and sunburn and skin cancer totally yeah you can get sunburn yeah 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 oh dear um anyway sorry (laughs) (laughs) no that's good uh all right so we got all that time-based stuff and then We've got big old 
swinging old uh, Dragon Quest three. It's it's coming in here and it's got its step system. Oh right, yes. Tell me more. <laughs> so like, all right, I'm just I'm just gonna give you the raw facts. Yeah. It takes eighty eight steps to shift from day to evening, and another thirty two steps for true night to set in. Um. Oh. So we. So steps. We, step, sorry, steps of the character. That's right. So we got a right. day night cycle that's a hundred and twenty steps. Um. And it takes the same amount of steps to turn it back to day. Yeah. Um, and, like, I kind of love that time effectively stands still when you stop walking. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's kind of like that mechanic in Braid where in the later levels, um, the movement of all the enemies is, like, tied to your movement. Yeah. So it, yeah. Get, it gets all weird but good and satisfying. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't find another example of a step system. And I, I don't know if Dragon Quest has like since done away with that system, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was like an interesting way that, you know, Dragon Quest was maybe innovating and trying to separate themselves from Zelda. And it's kind of this weird system that probably works within the context of the game but just like yeah. learning about it and talking about it on a podcast it just you know time-based stuff is just reigning supreme at the moment for day night cycles but yeah uh yeah. it's extremely strange thinking that you would tie a character movement to passing of time mm. like i've never i had never heard of that prior to this and i yeah. can't think of why you wouldn't just tie it to time you know like unless there's like some hardware thing maybe what console was that on do you know oh i don't 1988 i mean potentially nah 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 <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea yeah um, I, yeah i don't know if anyone like so there was that car racing game that you mentioned enduro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, enduro or whatever it was and um that was based on cars passing, right? So that wasn't a time thing. It was like a step thing, right? Sort of similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, that wasn't a time thing. That's true. Yeah. And then the Zelda one, I wonder how that worked. Mm, Maybe yeah. it was a step thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah, step, step, day, night cycles are kind of archaic now, you know? Maybe yeah. that, like for for whatever reason it was like less processing power or clear yeah. programming to like tie your movement or your distance traveled to a day night cycle yeah so like programmatically the small amount that i know about that stuff if you wanted to save on you know um ticks or whatever they're called like you know reading of oh, some yeah. amount of data every single frame mm-hmm. um if there was um, you know, a tick happens that represented like some value, like time that was gen- that was done every step, as opposed to every second. You would be saving a tick every second. You right, know, like every right. single second, some process is happening, and it's it's running in the background the whole time. Like if you don't have the processing power to be able to like have that, then yeah, you would tie it to steps, or you tie it to mm. some input or some other thing that yeah, the right. character does when they input. Um, so yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. If those old games all had that. My God, live debunking with Joe Tool. Yeah. This is my favorite segment. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's kind of it for for all the the notes I've got on the things I learned. But um, Mm. I thought I'd give a shout out to a couple of the really good day-night cycles that I've seen. Um, Hell yeah. I mean, the, the first one is Grounded. Like, Grounded just continues to surprise me i get a lot of enjoyment out of that game you're a Mm. bunch of shrunken children running around in a in a backyard and like when night falls like the big bad spiders come out it's Mm -hmm. darker like you know when you're walking around with a torch in first person and you hear like weird bug sounds or like a rustle like it's suddenly quite scary yeah um and even like you know, if you're underwater, like, the lighting is beautiful and really just well-designed in that game. And so, like, it just, yeah, I feel like light plays a really big role. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, like, 
when I think of like beautiful day night cycles, I actually think of Minecraft. Oh like yeah. Quiet moments when you are just waiting for the sun to come up and mm. you're looking out over the you know the the cliffs or whatever and the sun comes over the hill and illuminates the clouds and mm. the quiet piano music starts up and man that's some that's some quality vibes right there mm. yeah you were so right and i love that the sun is like a big square yeah <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> really cool i love that too <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else have I got? Oh man, I really loved that first dying light. Um, and I only oh, say yeah. that first dying light because like I haven't played the second, but the the first one had a, a day night cycle, and like the night was a big deal. Like the zombies got really powerful mm. and fast, and your like the main way you interacted with that game is the movement. You like ran around and did parkour and stuff and at night they made the zombies able to kind of chase you around so like if if you were you if you were out doing runs at night like you needed a really good reason because it was just like way more dangerous and yeah and and kind of like grounded like the horror element really kind of comes into its own at night yeah yeah that's awesome i remember you frothing that game when you were playing (laughs) yeah i had a really good time i mean it has a terrible story with terrible characters um (laughs) but the parkour and like kicking zombies off rooftops they nailed it Mm -hmm. um and because like you know i i think my experience with video games is so dependent on movement like Mm. especially in like a 3d game um, like the movement in this Star Wars game just sucks. Like it's, yeah, right. and it's bl- it blows my mind because it's from Respawn, and like one of the first um, Metroidvania skills you unlock in this Star Wars game is wall running, and like you can't wall run on every wall, and it's like really slow, and the animation <laughs> glugs. It's just like yeah, right. man, so weird. Anyway. Glugs. I'm going to use that when I describe animations that I do from now on. This one's real gluggy. <laughs> I mean, it's gluggy. You look at it and yeah. you're like, that's gluggy right there. That that yeah, shouldn't yeah. be gluggy, but it is. Um, but yeah, no, I re- had a really good time with, with Dying Light. Just, yeah, stupid fun. That, yeah, mm. good movement, stupid fun. Um, and yeah, I guess the, the last day-night cycle I got is Animal Crossing. Got to yeah. give, Gotta give that shit a shout out. Um, uh, New Leaf was my first Animal Crossing and I remember loving visiting the town at night and doing a bunch of stuff and it kind of felt um, even more purposeful than it does in the new one because back with New Leaf you had to set the kind of town it was so like you could be a clean town or a night town or yeah, an early right. morning town yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I remember, like, Phoebe set hers to a night town and going to visit at night was so cool because, like, all of her villages were still up. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember that. What does the new one do? Does the new one just, like, always have your characters up and awake and wandering around? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's character-specific, you know? They have their own personalities and, like, get up early or don't because I'm pretty sure they've done away with that, like, type of town stipulation. Mm. I feel like I'd don't remember making that choice in the new one yeah no i don't i don't think that's in it um yeah hell yeah animal crossing um i've also got the sims 4 here as a game with day night cycles oh yeah 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 yeah. um yeah i mean that's a that's a classic one right because like your sims get tired they gotta sleep they gotta go to bed um yeah wow man that's so funny because i feel like you know this is one of those things I had like a million tabs open. I was listening to uh, Mild Life. Shout out. Oh, nice. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. really good go. research music. It's got that, you know, <laughs> clunky, bonking, hip swaying, badunkadunk. Really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really into that. Um, but yeah, I had like a million tabs open. And yeah, I did not see The Sims men- mentioned anywhere. But that's a, that's a huge one. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, you just pretty much fast forward through the night usually, right? Like when your character's asleep, <laughs> it's just like hit the ultimate fast forward button until they wake up. Uh, you are so right. Yeah, um, yeah. maybe it's not it's, a big one, but I feel like I feel like it's very popular. You know, like a yeah. lot of people, even if they don't play video games, know what The Sims is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh. Aside from Pokemon, that's another big day-night cycle for, for our generation, going back to, like, Sims 1 and 2. Yep. And then the last one that I've got here from various lists that I've found whilst listening to you talk is... Um, bleh, 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 don't Starve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... Um, man, that was... That's a punishing day-night cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember find like especially when you first start and you're just learning the nights are like you get destroyed in those nights yeah. in that game. Yep. What about games that are like that progress through you know from day to night, but the cycle isn't continuing? You know, like in The Last Ooh. of Us or whatever, you'll play through and like you know as the, you get to the next level and the sun is lower, and then the next level and then it's night time, and then the next mm. level and it's dawn. You know, like. I mean, That's come on. sort of like a day-night cycle. Come on, bro. we got to give the hand of the crown to that style of day-night cycle to Bloodborne, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Goddamn. The, the night cycle is tied to which bosses are alive. And, <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, so fucking cool. I love how, like, you know, it feels like because you're messing with, like, eldritch gods that, like, you know, they would have the ability to, like stop time and fuck with the celestial bodies and like yeah. i love the idea that you're like messing with them and killing them off and it's like drastically changing the environment yeah yeah like they've got a locked in night and you're like no 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 i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna change this shit yeah yeah that's that's so cool yeah um, yeah what a concept um yeah, so I don't even know if you would like consider that like a day night cycle. I don't. Yeah, I I feel like if it's if you call it a cycle, it kind of needs to be. It needs to cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it needs to cycle. <laughs> it needs to come back around. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe also just be constantly moving in the background or via steps or something. You know, like if you spend too long in the open world of The Last of Us Two, does the day progress? I don't think it does. Mm, I think nah. It just stays the same. Yeah, I think it stays the same too. Yeah. Anyway, hell yeah, man. That's I like that topic. I like day-night cycles. Yeah. Bit I'm of, a fan. Bit of day-night cycle action for your day or night. Yeah. And it, it made me think about the, um, you know, the, the history of, like, hardware and how you want to, like, save cycles or ticks mm. or whatever. And so, you know, you wouldn't just have some arbitrary thing progressing time. You'd have to be, like, tied to some value, which is, yeah, it makes sense. Totally. Um, yeah. And I just love the vibes of the sun going up and down while you're playing a game. There's something kind of grounding about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with Minecraft. That is a real good feeling to watch the mm. sunrise in that game. And yeah, yeah. they... Man, I, I, I've i been playing a little bit of Minecraft recently. And um, I mean, they changed things here and there. But the tone, like, it feels exactly the same. And... I love that. I love that, you know, we played it ages ago when it was, I think, still being worked on by the one dude who created it. And yeah. now it's like this big mega franchise. But like the core experience of Minecraft, still chilling good. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever like finish Minecraft? Not finish, but play like the content of that game where like you go and fight the boss, the, the Ender Dragon, and you go into the Nether and do all that stuff? No, so like I was I was obsessed with like the building. I yeah. I had not really played a game like that before that had that kind of level of freedom when it came to building. Yeah. Um so yeah, I haven't done any of the like quote unquote story stuff in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. maybe when Maybe at some point I can come back around. I've sort of like it's been a while since I played Minecraft, and every now and then it comes up in conversation, and I'm like, maybe I should play Minecraft again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be down. It's it's yeah. chill. It's a chill time. Yeah, I remember like a while ago, um, 
I was mates with the streamer and he like started a Minecraft server with like all of his community. There was like a hundred people in there or something like that. Oh, sick. And yeah, everyone had like their own plot of land that was designated to them and you had you could build a little house in there and people would sell stuff at the market, the local market and stuff. It was really, really oh. cool. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's cool until everyone gets bored of it and then it just kind of just collapses, you know, like Minecraft <laughs> does that. Yeah, that's okay. That's all video games. You play it, yes. and then you get bored, and then you move on. Yes, I suppose you're right. <laughs> that's just life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, as we uh, cross that off our It's Almost the Weekend video card. <laughs> yes. Uh, you got any closing thoughts? Nah, nah, that's it. That's all I got. I won't torture you anymore with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. We hope you'll have a really lovely weekend and we'll uh, see you when it's almost the weekend again. Huzzah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.